Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, guys? Quarantine podcast uh, here on the 26th. Pretty late tonight that we are recording uh, from the home office in beautiful Bondurant, Iowa. Bloom and I have both been wrangling children all weekend. Mm-hmm. Now I only had one. Uh, the My in-laws took the five-year-old this weekend and she she went off and did some stuff with cousins, but man, even just the the eleven month old, uh, I'm I need this glass of uh, Cedar Ridge Rye. That is the whiskey of choice tonight for the quarantine podcast. Yeah, you and me both tonight. What was your weekend? Um, just, just chaos. A two year old and a seven month old around, which it's it's fine. It's just nonstop. Like there's no yeah. And and having b- baseball in the background, so that was that was nice, unique, yeah, odd. I was actually cool. just calculating it that the Braves are five point four and two point seven <laughs> uh, after See, taking two of three. Yeah, and so you're right. The thing is, everybody's on the same page. So it's like I think we're taking that a little bit too far. Oh, like I think the whole it's standings a, thing. To me, it's a blast because. <laughs> The reason I like baseball is more than to watch the games. I like the numbers. The numbers, sure. So for me, like it's like, oh, he hit one home run <laughs> in game one. So basically, he's hit three. Yeah, like I love it. Yeah, it's that, so much that, fun. That part, but but if everybody's winning and losing, I mean, it's not like one team's winning six games in the series and another's only Under, anyway. Understood. Just, I, just that. Right. But it's it was interesting. Isn't it was, that fun though about baseball? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you, you baseball geeks, and I'm not one. Yeah, like starting pitchers normally start. I like I like real sports, like NASCAR. <laughs> Starters normally start like 34 games. They're gonna get 12 starts this year if they've they're on the deal. And then, or if you're the Marlins pitching staff, apparently, I don't know if you saw that today, but they had uh, four different players test positive for COVID today, yeah, that's including not the good. starter. <laughs> so, that's not good. But hey, they played and they won. They did win. They I, won? Saw, I saw yeah. that they that they won. Yeah, interesting times, so. though. Indeed. Um, this is the quarantine podcast, so, of course, we will be getting to um, the news of the week. We'll be doing that here shortly. There's been a lot of feedback, Bloom, that people want us to keep doing this um, even after the quarantine, and I'm up for it if you are. 
Um, gets me out of the house. Yeah, I, but I but you're going to be traveling when football season comes along. So maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, we'll see how everything. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking optimistically. Yes, but I I think that it's been um, a really good deal, and the numbers prove it. And uh, we appreciate everybody who supported it, including our Patreon members. And we want to recognize today our uh, super patron of the week, Bryce Husky. Well, that's a good name. Bryce Husky. Uh, he lives up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with his wife, Nicole. He's like me. He was raised a Hawkeye, but became a Cyclone. Good man. Uh, he did his during the Elite Eight run in the year 2000. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You ever been up there? I love it. I love Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a great town. It, it's a it's a triple A affiliate of Des Moines, basically. Yeah, like it reminds me a lot of Des Moines. It's just a little bit smaller, but they've got some big time um, companies up there too. The um, I've talked about this before, but the Summit League tournament yep. up there is so much fun. It's like a mini Big Twelve tournament. The so the Summit League. Um, it, it, I've been up there because when TJ was at South Dakota State, I went a couple times, and all the like teams in the summit league are within driving distance of sure. other than like Denver. Yeah. And then Fort Wayne. Yeah. There's a couple that are, are outliers, but then the rest are just all right there. there. And the fans like genuinely hate each other. Yeah. So like South Dakota, South Dakota state, North, North Dakota, Dakota, North Dakota state, they despise each other. And what they do, there's a convention center hotel that's hooked right up to the arena. arena. And they're, they've got two great arenas, decent arenas. In yeah. That town. Like the, 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 but they're right next to each other. Oh, so really? The, the Sanford? Old, the Sanford is right next to the new one. Okay. And it's all connected to this hotel. Oh, so gotcha. you can stay at this hotel and you never have to leave. And all the fans congregate at one hotel Yikes. and they're chanting back at each other and they're just getting drunk. <laughs> so it's like the Big 12. Yeah. Because they but, draw really well, right? But, like, oh, so, yeah. The place is packed. Yeah. Like Omaha, like they don't have a very big fan base, but like, you know, that's just right down the road. Yeah. So I like a, Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls is a great town. And you can drive 80 in South Dakota. Really? Sounds like a man speaking from experience. That's right. The last time I went to the Summit Tournament, I thought I was going to die. The, I was such a terrible blizzard. On yeah, the I'm guessing the... Hor- horrific. Not, not that winters are great in Iowa, probably not any better in uh, no. Sioux Falls. I used to really enjoy, I would go to the Summit Tournament and then when it ended, just drive straight south to Kansas City. Uh, I long for those days. Uh, I guess now I'll just go to Vegas every March. But <laughs> tough, tough, tough trade there, Cedar. Well, Hendo's still there. Yeah, you get to go, go support Hendo. Uh, Hendo is still Dakota, there too. Uh, Glidden, yes, is still at South Dakota State. He he stayed with good Hendo. Guy. Glidden's wife has a good job at South Dakota State. I there believe. You go. Um, we have a Big lot Jack's of Iowa fan. State, a lot of Iowa State ties at South Dakota State, uh, and they're coming to Ames. For a non-conference game this year, that was a. I was glad that Prom scheduled that. Yes, and not to be confused, but the first football game is against South Dakota, not State. Yes, but the the Yotes of South Dakota. And for people wondering who Hendo is, he's an old Iowa State. um, He was a GA in the McDermott years, and he was on the bench for a while. Uh, Another Iowa State tie is Brian Peterson, the former player. Right. Uh, he went there. to Kirkwood for a while, like won a national title there as a head coach. And Brian's now one of the top assistants for Eric Henderson. So there's a lot of Iowa State yeah. connections. Uh, Tyler Glidden, the ops director, is an Iowa State graduate. 
Uh, he was a McDermott guy. He was an Otzelberger guy. So it's a cool program. And they recruit heavily out of Iowa. Yeah. I have often confused with Brian Peterson, by the way. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> he's a little taller. I, I. I tell you what, though. Um, <laughs> I was, I'm was. i a big fan of his. I think he's a, he's a future head coach. Yeah, Peterson. Yeah. yeah. I really he won think, at Kirkwood. Yeah. I think that he's a guy in like... When there's a coaching search in like ten years, that's a name that name. That's a name that'll run around in the Iowa Agreed. State circles. Agreed. Rightfully so. Okay. Um, but no, another reason to go to Sioux Falls is you can say hi to our super patron, Bryce Husky. Thanks, Bryce. Uh he has been following CF uh daily, he says, for over ten years. And he's especially a fan of the podcast. So uh, we thank him uh, and all the patrons out there who keep Cyclone Fanatic free. And uh, keep us going. So thank you, Bryce, our patron of the week. Um, Board of Governors vote over the weekend, Bloom. <laughs> well. Well, uh, that was on Friday. Yeah. The, didn't. I, I guess good news. We didn't learn anything, but this could have been worse. This could have been, a, for those who didn't know, the NCAA Board of Governors got together. I thought they were going to cancel the rest of the championships. Yeah, I thought they were going to cross country, yeah. Division One, AA. Yeah, and Two, I three. like FCS football, yep. like that type of deal. And I thought at that point, okay, it's going to get really hard for college football that we know to say with a straight face, we can do this. Um, they're pushing this back for as long as they can. And I think it's smart. Why not? Why not? Like the, there's a... There's nothing you can hurt from saying we're going to wait another two weeks. No, but my question is, who's ultimately going to make the call here? And I mean, are you talking are, about college football? Yeah, not the guys in the board of governors. Room. No, not I know not them, but it seems like everyone's like, well, we we don't want to make the call, so somebody else. And, it, and not that I expected them to do that for uh, big college football anyway, but it just seems like everyone's like, well, we're just kind of waiting and seeing here and. Uh, I mean, ultimately, what is that time? And I know there's a story later on with the Texas Tech president had some interesting comments, I thought. Oklahoma made news this weekend, Oklahoma too. Oklahoma, too. But it's just like, how? who makes the call? I mean, who who does? Is it, I mean, obviously, it's probably the commissioners of these conferences. I think it's the Power Five ADs. And or the, not the ADs, the but presidents. The but yeah. and they're answering potentially to the presidents of these universities. So, yeah, it's just interesting that we're getting closer and closer and they're keep kind of kicking the can down the road, which is fine. But how long can you keep doing that? Now you've got schools like Oklahoma actually moving up their season. Which I think their reasoning is it's something I want to talk about uh, with what Oklahoma said, because I was actually on our premium board. It's another way you could support Cyclone Fanatic, our premium message board. And uh, I was discussing this about, replacing the Iowa game. And I think I can give some context and some perspective to, to folks on why Oklahoma's doing what they're doing. It it makes, it makes total sense to me. Um, So they announced over the weekend that they are moving up their game against Missouri state to that final weekend of um, August. August. Notable. That's a month away. Bobby Petrino's at Missouri state now. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah. Wow. It doesn't mean anything in this story, but I... Is I it thought, first year? Yeah. Where was he? <laughs> he dropped he off the face. Arkansas State for a bit? I have lost track of that guy. I don't know. I just know he's the head coach at wow. Missouri That's State. That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, 
I because I I started poking around um, last week on replacing this Iowa because if the Big Twelve is going to keep saying we're going to play twelve games, then okay, who are you going to play? And I started poking around, yep. and we got some great insight on this um, from Greg Bromadek, the ops director, during our patron chat or Zoom very, meeting. Very well done. Yeah, on I skip on Wednesday. Um, and just talking about like scheduling and just how difficult it's been. So I start poking around and uh, we talked last week about why we didn't think it would be Northern Iowa. Yep. Financially, it just didn't make any sense. Um, a couple of things have happened over the week that I think are interesting and worth discussing. One is this plus one idea that is being floated around that basically the Big 12 and the SEC, we nailed this. We were talking about this like three weeks ago that this would be – a very, um, this would make a lot of sense. That yeah. Basically, these schools that have lost games are going to like pair up. Yep. And, um, you know, help help fill out the schedules. So I start digging on that. Uh, I've been told that, you know, Northern Iowa is probably not going to happen because of the financial aspect of this. But I was told late last week that there are MAC schools lining up to play Iowa State right now. A lot of reasons why Matt Campbell and his connections, you know, Matt Campbell's a Bowling Green guy. Like, it, there's all sorts of these Mac schools that need games. And so, so why do that instead of playing like Missouri or, or yeah. whoever? And it makes sense with what Oklahoma says in this release. And I'm going to read it to you right now. If the season indeed is permitted to start as scheduled, the benefit of extra time between games will help our teams manage any variety of possible circumstances that may occur, says their this is their athletic director. Yep. Joe Castiglione. Our original schedule had an open date between the second and third games. So now we have a span of five weeks to play three. It provides us a more gradual approach to safely manage conditions of these unprecedented times. We're thankful for Missouri State for their cooperation during this process and the NCAA to allow us both to start a week earlier. So what they're saying is we don't know what the hell is going to happen with COVID. We want as much time as possible. I think that the reason Iowa State would entertain playing a MAC game, and I would guess, and I don't know this, nobody's told me this. I don't think they're not going to pay Bowling Green five hundred thousand dollars. No, come, it would be like a two that. for one. It would be like we'll come there in like two thousand and twenty-seven, or right. you know what I mean. And, right. and Iowa State could use that for a recruiting tactic too. You know, assuming Matt Campbell is still the head coach. Um, Iowa State finds it intriguing to either have that week off yes, in between South Dakota and Vegas, but right. I don't think the Vegas game is going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think there's a scenario here hmm. where you could get plugged in with one of these SEC teams or whatever, and you're going to need another, another game. cupcake at home, and that's where this Mac school comes in. That would be my prediction at this point. I don't think they're going to play 12 games. I think this is going to be a 10-game schedule, maybe 11. Maybe you stretch it out to 11. But um, that's why. Hmm. It's because these schools feel more comfortable being at home because you can control more variables. For sure. Than, you know, oh, Iowa State, you've got to go to Starkville, Mississippi. Or, right? Like, that's a little bit, from a travel perspective, it's a yeah. little bit intimidating with all the COVID stuff happening. I think Iowa State's comfortable right now with the road trips they're making, which is only four. 
is when you're at home, you can control so much more than on the road. Yes. And then the logistics of a road game right now are just a nightmare of and, how that's going to Skip talked to us like about like uh, feeding players. Yeah. Like without, normally it's like buffet tiles. Big buffet. You can't do that anymore. Nope. Nope. And then, you know, the, the nutrition needs of one player as opposed to the next, I'm not sure a box lunch will do it. Yeah, Robert some. Hudson's not eating <laughs> the same amount as Brock Purdy. <laughs> Correct. But... And, I mean, there's a competitive aspect to this, too, Chris. I mean, yeah, it'd be great to play, you know, Bama Bama or <laughs> um, Georgia or one of those. But, you know, if if you're asking the coaching staff, and not they're going to shy away from playing Alabama, I'm not saying that, but getting a home game against a Mac school, you know, it's probably a little bit easier to, to – a little more palatable at this point. But it's so, it's so much up in the air, and I, I don't know – you know, Oklahoma moving that a week up, I think the other thing it does is th- if there is a COVID-positive case, it allows you more time than exactly. to, to get players back. And the theory uh, is if there's going to be like a spread and an outbreak, it'll happen earlier early. in the season With than school, later. So yes. you want those weeks if you can get them. Yep. So I think this will be really interesting. And I, I'm just really curious because, you know, the week zero is literally a month away or five weeks away. Um you know when do you when do you have to start making these scheduling calls? You know, I, I just think you. I think this week, probably this week, and if if UNLV and the Mountain West, I agree with you, is probably a little I more hesitant. I can't imagine than, that that's going to happen. You know, when do you have to make that announcement? So there's just so many moving pieces, and you have to just adjust on the fly here, and it's got to be a nightmare for those coaching staffs and that administration for all these programs because it can change by the hour. We have a new sponsor, and uh, the first sponsor here on the Quarantine Podcast. Cheers and to that. We had a great time last Wednesday. Uh, Bloom and I, we do a lot of things together. We've never gone and uh, been pampered <laughs> together and got our hair cut together, but we did so at the Franklin Barber Shop. I didn't know this, but getting your hair cut is a blast when you go to the right place. I News to me, too. How much fun did that was. It were legitimately we had a blast. Was a blast. We were watching the prices right with these guys. They're like they're like gambling like candy on like the contestants. Yep. They uh, and then we were watching that show about the Grand Canyon. It was fascinating. <laughs> we were listening to the Macho Man Randy Savage rap album. It's you're talking to a guy here who most of my haircuts in my life have come from you know the the big box stores. So, sport clips, cost cutters, gray clips, where you're kind of like a yeah, you're, you're a car and assembly line basically. You, they're yeah, you're doing it wrong. They're but, turning you in and yeah. out. Whole new experience. And it's all the like D students too. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. But this was this <laughs> <laughs> this was truly a really good time. More and the haircut was nice. It takes a lot. Yeah, you to look good. You look nice. Well, thank you. But the just the uh, the fellowship in that room was cool. It, it, the, it was the fun. conversation was not as not as difficult as it sometimes is as some of those uh, great clips people. I'm looking forward to going back. Same I, I and just, reasonably priced. I had them trim up my beard, so I've been doing my I've been shaving my head all summer. Um, so I didn't really have a lot to take off the top, but they did the straight razor on the top, yeah. which was sick. Daddy wants Chuck, that again. Chuck did that. Yeah, he Chuck killed it. Uh, and then your guy had a mullet. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. He had a mullet. He was wearing Just it well. Good but, dudes. But yeah. he shaped my beard, 
it, it felt great, and um, we want to give them a shout-out. They're, they're located there in Beaverdale. Super easy to find. The Franklin Barber Shop. It's been a- there. I didn't know this. They've been there since 1953. Uh, oh. The Franklin Barber Shop has been around. So uh, Hogan has owned it since 2012, but that's a that's cool. I didn't know that it had been that, and that long. The, the atmosphere in that place is, you know, worth the trip in itself. They had a like a trash can. With like, like maybe a hundred copies least. of Forrest Gump. Yes, literally. And they said they've watched Boxes all of full them. of Forrest Gump VHS tapes. So if you're if you really want to support the program, uh, I know you're going to go to Franklin Barbershop because it's <laughs> it was a blast. Tommy Birch goes there. Um, it, but they, the way, but the, take them a a copy of Forrest Gump right. and say that's from the uh, Chris and Brent. Yes, from Cyclone Fanatic. Yeah. No, yeah. it was it was great. Um, I will definitely be back, and you know it's it's the same price as it is to go to yeah oh. one of those other places. So it's like plus you get the experience and they uh, have just, beer. Good time, and they have beer. FranklinBarbershop dot com. They are um, masters suggested. They really want that right now yes i felt very comfortable by the way the barbers are all wearing masks uh they sanitize the chairs and tools between customers all that stuff so thank you to them though it was we had a blast going there and we we look forward to doing it again and i think right now you can't sit in the waiting room correct yeah but you can get appointments or soon you can get appointments via their website sounds like august 3rd that's going to be starting so you can you know, book an appointment, don't have to wait, and you can just, just get right in. I tell you what, I look forward to the like, when normal life returns, and I'm just going to sit in that waiting area and drink their <laughs> Miller right. High Life. Just hang out, shoot the breeze. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Texas Tech uh, made some news over the weekend. Now, you might have to help me. You're more of an academia folk than I am. Just call me the professor here. Uh... The president of Texas Tech's name, Lawrence Chauvinek. Go for it. Uh, not sure. Sh- Haven't met. Chauvinek, have I, not be- met I believe. Um, so this is what he told the Austin American statesman. Um, that the Big 12 is, quote, comfortable with waiting two more weeks and maybe longer before making any definitive decisions about the upcoming college football season. Um, and, and I actually give this, this gentleman credit here for just telling the truth. Right. Now there's going to be people who will criticize the following. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fact. And he's talking about money specifically from television. And he points out that Fox and ESPN pay for 57 games. A conference only schedule is just 46 quote. You can't ignore those facts, Chauvinick said. We still have time. At what point do we have to make a decision? We haven't gotten there yet. But I also mm-hmm. think we recognize the fact that if we get to a go-slash-no-go point, we will be prepared to act very quickly and pivot on a dime. I don't think that the Big 12 is bluffing. 
I think that they are prepared to play a full schedule. Look what Oklahoma just did. Yeah, I don't. So this you don't is, do that if you're just going to be like, well, we're probably going to cancel it anyway. We're week to week here. Like, and there was one gentleman on the forums who went back and has listened to all of the COVID pods, <laughs> and he's been analyzing like where we were right and where we were wrong. <laughs> I'm way more optimistic on the season right now than I was last week at this time. Huh. Okay. Even though, Chris, even though the numbers nationally aren't getting better, I wouldn't say... I. You want my prediction? The COVID I'm not numbers, a doctor. I yeah. I think that we're due for a plateau at some point. And maybe the, the like last if we two wait days, another three weeks, yeah. like they have to plateau at some point, right? It's I mean, a, I'm not an epi- epidemiologist, but I, I would tend to agree. Because you haven't seen exponential growth, which is good. Like I'm an I'm an optimist, okay? I know again, not an ep- I'm an optimist more than a doctor here. But you haven't seen like crazy uh, you, we haven't even got we haven't got to hundred thousand cases a day. We're steadily in that sixty five to seventy five, which isn't good. But you're yeah. So I I I think we're kind of plateauing. Maybe for the record, I had good news today. All this for the first time in a month, I could smell my dog's breath. Awesome! Congrats. It's progress. So what, what, what percentage are are you at now? Um, we, I would I'm I think I gained ten percent last week. You you look spry. Yeah. No, I feel you're looking better. I feel. A lot better. Uh, as long as I'm not outside, the humidity really yeah, clouds up my lungs, man. That's the problem. If I'm in the AC, I'm fine. And I think it's just been so humid oh, anyway. Brutal. I, I, yeah, you can't run outside right oh now. Oh, my God. We went out on Friday. We're out at Truman's. And they had us outdoor for a remote. And I was like, guys, struggle. Bus. I'm not trying to be prima donna here yeah i can't talk for two hours in 90 percent humidity i won't be able to make it yeah <laughs> yeah i was like if you want me to do the show we need to move it inside uh, no i'm, well, I'm good gaining. to hear i feel like i'm awesome i feel like over the last like three four days i kind of i don't know life again so anyways um well that's good I, i'm glad I, you're optimistic because you've kind of the last couple weeks you've kind of you kind of been a debbie downer so i'm glad you, you're you're well but are we at the point now where it's just like the I th- closer we get to it, we kind of kind of got to go for it here. Like you're seeing, but it, but still, like, can you imagine? Be honest with me here. Okay. I know that you're like everything's glass half full. Like, <laughs> smell the roses. I know how you think <laughs> with this. Be honest with me. Can yeah. you imagine getting school presidents from Cal Berkeley, USC, UCLA? And um, Stanford. And we get them in a room and we're talking about playing football right now. Do you think that in any world right now, those Pac-12 type presidents would sign off on a college football season? Yes, because they see the bottom line too. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I. Then that's not the only reason, but again, I come back to it. It's... What you're seeing now in professional sports, and I thought the Texas Tech president... I think the second part of his quote there was that they're keeping an eye on what's going on in professional sports. Mm-hmm. So I I don't remember what you you sent it to me, but I thought it was a great quote that I think was worth touching on. Hold on, let me pull it up about the social. Or maybe it's something I read elsewhere. Yeah, I don't think I uh, I saw that. You, I didn't send. No, that to I you. sorry, it was something else I read. Okay, but somebody it was a administrator pointed out that they have to keep an eye on these professional sports as well with the societal 
um, I don't know the word he said, societal pushback. So as people get more comfortable with sports being back, which is, you know, the NBA bubble, Major League Baseball, and then when NFL training camps get going and they can see they can see an NFL practice helmets on and everything. The more comfortable people get seeing that, even if it's on television, the more comfortable people making the decision will allow that to happen themselves. And so as it's been pretty successful, I'd say the NBA, MLS, uh, Major League Baseball's had some issues here and there, but they're still going. PGA has been good. NASCAR has been good. So I think as more and more sports get on board, if you're the lone dog that's not on board, that almost makes you look worse than if you just, you know, played the season. So, I mean, I think there's factors here where it's almost like a a peer pressure thing that for college football to play, which is a weird thing to say, but it's vastly different. different. It is different. I understand that. But also if you're the only sport that's not going, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to sell too. Um, yeah, no, that, that's well-spoken. I think that, um, the point that you were making last week about did the numbers really even matter when it comes to college football because of all the revenue and stuff. I'm, I'm probably more on par with that with you yeah, right now. And, you know, I do think too, that the, just the peer pressure too, within these power five leagues, if it sounds like to me, and I've been doing way too much reading on this. I feel like it's the missile crisis all over again, <laughs> the amount of crap I'm reading. Yeah. But it, I think the ACC is siding with the Big 12 and the SEC. And I don't think the Big 10 is interested in canceling the season. No. I think they want to play. They just don't want to do the non-conference thing. I, I think they, they may be made a I, call too soon here. Yeah, and I also think that the Big 10, um, bit of an arrogant league. We've seen this. Agreed. Over, you, you nailed it. Maybe they jumped the gun here. And I also think that they could try and capitalize on it. In this, I could see them selfishly saying, okay, we're going to play 12 conference games now. Yeah, and they could get away with it. And then they could take their TV ratings because everything's going to be high. Everything, I think everything will be rated higher this year due to COVID. And they could try and use it for financial gain in the per- in the future. I, just, oh, I shouldn't have said it, but I thought that the second that this went down, I, I, that was one of the things yeah. that entered my mind. I do not think they canceled all those contracts specifically because of that. But I think now that we're going to be three weeks out and they're going to see their counterparts going on with pretty much a full season, Yep, they're not going to want to play nine games. No, no. Because then, then, then you start talking about the playoff. Correct. You see my point. Yes. So now they can turn this into, well, I mean, we're the only league playing 12 conference games. <laughs> You're right. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at our strength of schedule. Yeah. We don't have Missouri State on our schedule. Yeah. There, we didn't. Oklahoma. We would never schedule Northern Iowa. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, Total conspiracy theory. No, but, but... I'm telling our listeners, don't take that and run with it, but... We got television contracts coming up. Yeah. I see why they did it. I'm not faulting yes. them, but I think you nailed it a little big for their britches, making a call potentially a little too early. I especially I mean, I think every day that goes by that this thing isn't called off is good news because you get close enough where like baseball, 
you know, they had Juan Soto test positive for COVID the day of the opening season. Well, you could think the, the horses out of the barn at that point. The Braves lost two catchers on yeah, opening day. But again, you get far enough in and it's just like, we got to go now. I mean, everything's already planned. And I, I think, think the football's I think the like you that. Get. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, 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 I'll, I'll take this to my grave. If, if we're going to let 30,000 students on these campuses, they should be able to play football. It's a fair point too. So it's next way question. more dangerous to have all those students like hanging out in dorms than yes. to have those guys playing football. I would so let's let's two two questions here. Number one, what percentage of of season what percentage are you that a season is going to happen this fall? Like any point, like we're gonna play some games. Um yeah. Does the season have to finish in the fall? Mm, no. Okay. Um sixty. Sixty. Okay, I'll go I'll go eighty. I would have been at like twenty five last year. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. But okay, next question. Fans in the stands. Still haven't heard much. Any right? fans? Iowa State. Right, just at Iowa State? Yeah. Because we haven't if there heard are games, anything, or anything about that recently. If, if there are games, I would say there's a 70% chance some fans are in the stands. Yeah. I mean, that, I, there's I no reason that has changed, right? No, because Iowa State can show what they're going to This is different than like what the Knoxville Nationals getting canceled. Like I, I know sprint car fans. I know racing fans. They're not going to do anything you tell them to. Like they're just not. They're going to congregate at Dingus and if one person have covid it's going to spread like wildfire cuz they're taking body shots off of each other and they're doing all that. Okay? It's the Nationals? Yeah. Maybe sure to the Nationals. It's a hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> God, you got to go with me some here. It's I, the went best, to, it's I went the to Dingus time. once with you, and I just thought, this is a really dirty bar. <laughs> it's a great bar. It's my favorite bar in the world. That yeah, sounds about right. The national, you, you went with me, just that one, just regular World of Outlaws. Yeah, it was just a, it's just a and, random. And I'm pretty sure that my wife was pregnant. Like She was. Yeah, so it was like not like this. This was not the Saturday of the Nationals okay. that we're a talking A little bit about. different atmosphere. That was like a random like Friday night or something. Um, so you think Iowa point, State fans will behave? No. So here's my. I think it'll be well policed. Like I don't yeah. think that. I think they're going to be like, okay, tailgate lots open two hours before the game. You're going to have to open it at some point for traffic purposes. Yeah. Um, and then I think that it's going to be very, like this is Jamie Pollard we're talking about. Like he's, dude. Like I'm telling you, like conversations that. I have with Jamie when he got back from New York, like his eyes are open on this COVID thing. And when I had it, like he reached out to me, this is not going to be a free for all. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be very strict about telling people if, if you're old and you have pre exit, don't come. Like they're going to say that we'll, we'll welcome you back next year. All that stuff. I, I just, I can't imagine. I think it's, I think they both run together. I really do. And I don't know if it's going to be the 30,000 that they were planning on. I think that they're going to find a way to get people in the stands, though. I agree. And, and again, the difference being, like, this is going to be a well-controlled environment where there's a lot, like Knoxville, for instance. And the reason I say that, like, don't, you know, if you're listening, you've never been there. The Saturday night of the Knoxville Nationals is what, like 40,000, 50,000 people are packed into that sure. place. Like, this is a giant crowd. It's similar to what we're talking about here. They don't have the, um, you know, the staff and the resources at hand to yeah. 
do anything like that. Iowa State does. They they they're X amount of times a year. They're you know they've had it. They've had all this time to plan. I just think that they are going to push for it now. You know I like Rutgers announced this week or the, no fans, the yeah. governor like no fans and stuff. So then you're going to start talking like a state to state thing. But I I would also say at that point, well, um, and I don't mean this to be polarizing at all. Uh, elections have consequences, you know, like it's not Brock Purdy's fault that a, or it's, it's not his, that a conservative is the governor of Iowa and they're, they're more relaxed. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like in different States are governed different ways. You voted these ideologies in, unfortunately politics has gotten very much involved in football right now. Love it or hate it. That's just the way it is. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Rutgers, but deal with it like that. That's yeah, not if, Iowa state's fault that your governor won't let you have fans. in. Nope. And if the conference says no fans, then that's what it is. That's, that's a different. What, that's deal. what it would take. Yes. That's what it would take here. Um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's going to be a season. I think there's going to be fans at the current standards. What percent are you in now? I, I'm 80, 90%. I really am. I just think as more of these leagues jump off that are being successful, um, you're just going to be in even high schools. I know there's been some states that have you know, moved to the spring. If the high school is going to try and play, why wouldn't the college? Like, really? I I think there's going to be pressure the other way. Like, we're, we're, we've talked all along about the pressure on these leagues when you first start. Well, now that some have gone off successfully you're going to have pressure the other way if you don't go. Um, and, and I think college sports could be in a really bad spot if they don't. So I think there's now more factors, strangely enough, pushing them to play this season than there are maybe against it. Now, all it will take, though, is either somebody from a commissioner's office in the in one of these conferences or a, a majority of the presidents say, no, we can't do this, and then it'll go back the other way. But... I think socially enough people before this that it's going to happen. We should just end it on that. <laughs> well, I just Positive. I, I mean, yeah, I just like think we have good vibes today. I think we're I think we're moving forward and again it's I think not I let a lot of people down last week. Don't get was, me wrong, it's not because of the progress we're making on the virus front. Yeah, it doesn't matter on that. I don't think it's it does politics. At this point. And I don't even know if it's politics. I just think it's it's Enough of this; these things are happening, and it's. Um, I just think it's the way it's going. Let me ask you this: If this this will make you uncomfortable, I like that. If this wasn't an election year, what would the conversation be different? Um. No, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it. It would be a little bit different. It'd be a little bit less heated. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Sometimes I have to remind myself, Chris, that this is an election year. Yeah. No, you're right. Because we don't have like debates going on. And like, I and just, I think both sides have like, um, I think the right is like gone super far. Like this thing's just the flu. Like, and then early. Then, it, it, yeah. And then I think the left is now bunkered into, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill my grandma. It is out there we play football when people are dying. You know yeah. what I mean? Because at the beginning of this, was. everybody was like, "Oh, we're all in this together." Yeah. Well, it seems like that's changed. No, it, it has changed. But it's it is interesting to me if you are on social media and you follow certain political commentators on either or, how you can 
guess what their point of view will be on this topic based on their affiliation, which is it's sad. It's, it's it's like can anybody have their own opinion? But they have to play to the they have to play the hits, as we say in the business. Like you have to play to your your audience, which is unfortunate because then I think that removes critical thinking, um, which I think is a lost art. But yeah, no, I maybe a little bit. Um, I just think this virus because it impacts everybody, and there is the at the whole start of this was the the whole President Trump issues going on anyway, that whatever side he took, there was going to be a lot of heat the other way. Uh, so well, that's, that's what we're in. Yeah, but, but what's fascinating... Rightfully, rightfully so in some cases. And what's fascinating to me, though, is the original side that President Trump took, like when this hit us here in the United States, was to shut down. Like, he listened, you know. Right. Now, he kicking and screaming a little bit, but he still did it, well, right? And now you're seeing and, him... And now, Kind of embrace the mask thing. I think yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting from a from just a, a observant standpoint of the many twists and turns he and his team has had on this, which is complicated and makes it difficult as somebody to know what their what the actual truth is. I, I'm sorry, I had to name drop though. It was right when all this quarantine crap began, and I did a pod um, with Campbell. And Matt and I often, we share books and like documentaries and stuff like that to watch. We, we do that quite often. And he told me like three years ago that he was obsessed with House of Cards, right? We did some podcasts yep. about it. And he asked me, it was in like, I, th- I think April. He's like, did you finish House of Cards yet? And I said, no, I didn't. Like, I just, I haven't had time. He's like, dude, do it during the quarantine. <laughs> And I'm like, well, you know, I haven't watched it in like months. I, he's like, no, you have to do it. And when you do it, think about like what, like, you know, what's going on in this show that it probably happens like day to day, like yeah. in our country, like with political. Have you watched it? I haven't watched the last season. Oh, okay. Well, I'm like, in I, the, I, I, I'm just starting the fifth season now. I removed myself when Spacey was, well, when Spacey removed himself. I haven't watched the last one yet, but I need to. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But, it, it, I, but my point being, like, so you're talking about like the shift, like, oh, Trump doesn't hate masks anymore. Well, it's probably because they they have data that it's turning people off. Yes, when he doesn't yes. wear one and stuff, so yes. he shifted because of purely yeah, political oh, reasons. It's, it's yes, you know, and both sides do it. It's just no, right. It yeah, it's all kind of theater in a lot of ways, which is. A, issue to begin with but man speaking of campbell i've heard that that guy is taking no chances here oh god and is literally he's just locked in he's he like in a bubble trying <laughs> yes he's trying to do all he can to make this thing happen one and two that iowa state's going to be on the leading edge of if if it does happen that they'll be in a good spot i i thought this when this all kind of started that they'd be in a really good position because of like culture and all that stuff and like returning veterans and all that. And it sounds like, so I have a thing coming out tomorrow. I was just going to do it for patrons, but I'm going to do it for everybody. Actually, so um, charitable for a Monday musings. It's, it's good stuff. I'm going to have a list of like guys to watch from, I, I've got some sources chirping, some birdies chirping about who showed up in really good shape and who's kicking ass right now. 
So I'm hopeful that I have time to get that up on the site for you guys on Monday. It's so, so strange. I'm that, just pissed because they're going to go 11 and one well, this year. And camp starts this week, right? Yeah, they're they're 10 and two, 11 and one this year. <laughs> and I'm I'm always a guy who's like temper expectations. Yeah, I I'm not this year. I'm so all in on this team. I just pray. That we get a season. Well, let's get a season. Let's get that vaccine, which there's progress made there. Let's get it in. Maybe by the time Iowa State's in the playoff in December, it's widely circulated. Wildly optimistic view, but yeah. No, I. it's going to be a fun team to watch, and I, I. that's why I'm at least happy that I think this thing is progressing towards a season of some sort happening, and at least get to see the Cyclones on the football field. I'm telling you, man, 10-2. and two. I'll go 10 and 1 cuz there's one game that won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> He's Brent Bloom. Uh my name is Chris Williams. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And I I, I do want to say this as we end I, I let our radio show with this on Friday, but thanks for like staying with us yes. like without sports and stuff. I know it would have been easy to like tune everything out, but our audience is as strong as ever and we 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 don't thank you guys enough. So Appreciate that more than you know. Have a great week, and um, we'll be here with all the lady, latest and breaking news at Cyclone Fanatic.